Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. <laughs> Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. After two periods in Toronto, the Flyers lead the Leafs 5-4. Third period, Columbus up 2-0 on Carolina. Early second period, Vegas and Dallas tied 1-1. Pacioretty, his 22nd of the season. Rangers and Flames just getting underway, as are the Ducks and the Avalanche. Later, Vancouver home to New Jersey. Oilers at Arizona tomorrow. Oilers at Vegas on Sunday. Both games on 6.30, Chad. Face-off shows at 6.30. The games will start at 8. The Oilers, desperate times here. Eight points out of a playoff spot. The Arizona Coyotes, the inside edge on getting into the postseason. Pretty amazing stuff. Joe Gambardella called up from the farm today. You heard me talking to Bob Stoffer about him. Stoff expects him to play at least one of the two games this weekend. The U of A Pandas hockey team, national quarterfinal at PEI, beating Toronto 3-2 this afternoon. Alex Posnikoff had two goals. She'll join us later on. The Golden Bears hockey team plays Saskatchewan in a semifinal at 1 tomorrow. We had Stephon on the go from the Bears on earlier. Golden Bears Volleyball at Nationals in Quebec City. They're seated fifth. They upset number four Mount Royal in straight sets, so they play number one Brandon in a semifinal at four tomorrow. Pandas Volleyball on the court at the Savile Centre in a national quarterfinal, uh, and that is against Toronto. AJHL second round starting tonight. Western Hockey League, 2 o'clock tomorrow. Rogers Place, Oil Kings final home game of the regular season. They will go after their 10th consecutive win as they host the Calgary Hitmen. And at Rogers Place tonight, Kellen, is this the big wrestling event? It is. Uh, I believe, what was the start time? 7 o'clock was the first bell? Sure. Sure. All right. <laughs> Dave Campbell interviewed I, it, the Elias opening bout is probably night. underway, yes. Uh, this portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 780-4-FAMILY or check them out, furnacefamily.com. In about, uh, well, a little later on this half hour, we'll give away a pair of beer god passes to a lucky listeners when we do our brew or false contest. Oilers, Coyotes tomorrow. Coyotes for the last month. Red Hot. Tyson Nash covers the team for Fox Sports Arizona. Tyson, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It is great to have you on the show. Big game tomorrow between the Oilers and the Coyotes. Obviously, desperate times for the Oilers and the Coyotes trying to solidify their playoff positioning. Did you think we would be having that discussion about the Arizona Coyotes 71 games into the season, Tyson? It's been quite a run for them. 
Yeah, it's been, uh, honestly, I, I say this every day to anyone uh, and everyone who will listen. This is the best story in the National Hockey League, what this Coyotes team has done, uh, what Rick Tockett is doing with this group, decimated by injuries. Uh, I think at one point uh, during the year this year, they were missing 10 regulars uh, out of their lineup. They had more payroll out of their lineup than they did in their lineup. You lose your number one goaltender in Auntie Ranta, and we all thought the season was uh, was done and gone, and it's been quite the opposite. This group has, has galvanized. I think, uh, really, it's kind of brought them uh, that much closer. They believe. Uh, in what Rick Tockett is selling, and uh, obviously the results are uh, are speaking for themselves. They're right in the playoff fight while they're in the playoffs right now, and uh, and they're looking ahead. Well, you mentioned Rick Tockett, and right now he and and Barry Trotz are are kind of leading the way when it comes to Coach of the Year discussion, which which is pretty cool. So is this is this Rick Tockett doing his thing and and being that rugged, high-expectation coach like he was as a player? Are are there maybe some players who took the bull by the horns leadership-wise? Where do you think some of that energy came from? No, I I really believe, you know, I thought Rick Tockett, when he came in here, he was going to be that guy as as well, and it it is the exact opposite. This is a guy that uh, he knows today's kids and how to get into their heads, how to deal, how to handle uh, with them, when to push, when to back off. That, that's what makes him so great. And obviously, he's, he's got a system and how this team plays tactically. Uh, and then, of course, how John Chaika has, has kind of built it uh, with the players that he's inserted, uh, that he's drafted, that uh, he's given opportunities to this year. And uh, the guys have, have ran with it. But, uh, but again, y- your, your number one leader is your coach. And Rick Tockett has done a real nice job preparing these guys every night. And, and then it's up to the players. And the players right now, as I mentioned, they're, they're responding. They're guys that uh, typically wouldn't be getting the ice time that they're getting uh, because we're missing significant guys in the lineup. I mean, you're not missing your fourth-line plugs or your, your sixth and seventh defensemen. You're, you're missing top-end guys. So you look at a guy like Nick Cousins, Josh Archibald, guys you guys probably have never heard of. Well, they're all of a sudden playing our, on our top two lines. And at one point, Josh Archibald was in and out of the lineup as a, as a healthy scratch and now he's got 10 goals i mean we don't have one single 20 goal scorer on this coyotes team but yet we have 10 guys with with 10 or more so that tells you that uh, you know we're a team that does it by committee um we got six or seven guys that have overachieved this year and have career numbers um so it's been a little bit of everything Tyson Nash joining us on Inside Sports, talking about the Arizona Coyotes who have uh, been on an, an incredible run. You said something interesting there, Tyson, that Tockett knows when to get in guys' faces and when to back off. And I think I want to tie this into your experience as a player, too. You played almost 400 games in the NHL. You played in the AHL. You played major junior. So d- do you look back and think, yeah, you know, there were – there were moments where I needed my coach to kick me in the butt, but the best coaches also know when not to do that. Like, is, is that a fair way to look at it? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think that, you know, yelling and screaming and kicking guys in the butt, I don't think that is today's coach. I, I don't think that works. I think uh, I had a guy, Don Hay, um, you know, in Kamloops, and we won three championships together. But I don't think that, you know, if he coached that way today, 
uh, in the NHL that, that that would work. It just it doesn't. You have to find other ways to motivate. And I think just earning their respect, sitting them down, having a conversation, going out for breakfast together, going over video together, I, that's how you get today's kid to, to buy into what you're doing. And, and he does that a ton. Uh, and guys, have, it's an open door policy. There's a lot of guys. Clayton Keller, for example, the other day called him up uh, on his personal phone and said, "Hey, coach, uh, can I come in early? Can can we go over some video together?" Like that's the relationship he has with these guys. Not fear based. Not at all. That that doesn't work. And these guys right now, I'm telling you, they would go through a wall for Rick Tockett. I want to ask you, too, about a, a key part of the season because you, you know what it's like, Tyson. Sometimes you get into February and things start to separate. Maybe those teams that thought they had a chance maybe have a bad run or all of a sudden they look and see, oh, wow, we're, we're six, eight points back. That's going to be tough. February 7th, Arizona had lost five in a row. They had just lost to Columbus, and they were three games under five hundred. And I'm wondering what it was like being around the team at that time, Tyson. You know what I'm getting at? Like, sometimes that's the point. First, second week of February, and teams are starting to go, oh, no, this this might be tougher when we think. What not just kept it on the rails for the Coyotes there, but gave them this burst? Well, again, I think it's a a little bit of everything. I think this is a group that, you know, they, they don't have the luxury. They haven't been in the league long enough the majority of them to to have that mentality and feel sorry for themselves they all took this upon themselves and and most importantly darcy kemper darcy kemper said you know what this is my opportunity to be a number one goaltender when am i ever going to get this chance so i better dig in here and you know and and see what i'm made of and i'll tell you what he was the leader behind this all um, you look at what he's done and since January 1st, he's, I think he's the best goaltender in the National Hockey League right now, and, uh, and he's a backup goaltender. It's a, again, that's another incredible story. Everyone asked me to talk about this team. I don't know who to start with, and I mean, you, go, you have to go through every single guy because they've had an impact in this, with this team. You look at Connor Garland. Connor Garland, I mean, this is a guy from Tucson with the Roadrunners. He's got 12 goals for us this year out of nowhere. So he came in and all of a sudden, you know, he's scoring huge goals for this hockey club. And they're all of a sudden starting to win a few games. And then all of a sudden, one win turns into six wins. And now you're right back in the picture again. And now you really believe. And now your goaltender continues to stand on your head. So they, they are where they are for a reason right now. And it has been so much fun to watch. There's a talk of the National Hockey League. Well, I, I agree. Yeah, it's been incredible, and it's it's a vital game for the Oilers tomorrow. Who, uh, you know, the chances are pretty slim they get into the postseason, and if it's a regulation loss tomorrow, uh, that's going to make it even slimmer. It's been some good games between Arizona and the Oilers uh, this season. The Oilers might go with the big three as they've been calling them, uh, as we've been calling them, all on their own lines: Nugent Hopkins, Drysaddle, and McDavid. Is is there a matchup preference that you think the Coyotes have tomorrow night? Well, it always starts with uh, Oliver Ekman Larson and uh, and Nick uh, Jonelson. So those guys always go up against the the biggest, baddest on the other team, and and they relish in it. They look forward to it. 
Uh, it's going to be a huge challenge, as as every team knows, when you go up against uh, you know Connor McDavid, one of the best players in the league, and Drysital, who's uh, who's scoring uh, a boatload of goals right now up front. Uh, you don't have Derek step on, so I think you really lean on Brad Richardson right now uh, to take over that shutdown role as the center iceman uh, against that unit. So being at home definitely helps, and the Coyotes are seven and one in their last eight at home. So uh, they're hoping to continue to ride this wave against the Oilers. Tyson, we look forward to it. It is always a pleasure to have you on Inside Sports. Enjoy the game tomorrow and, of course, the rest of the Coyote season. Really appreciate your time, man. All right, you bet. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Arizona's amazing. That's Tyson Nash from Fox Sports Arizona. And just some numbers here I want to put out there because obviously a a big discussion point for the Oilers this season has been their lack of scoring depth. So... I did the old sort today on NHL.com. There are 92 players in the NHL who have scored 20 goals this season. That's an average of just under three per team. Well, the Oilers have four 20-goal scores. So you would look at that and say, hey, they're above average. They're ahead of the curve. And get this, Arizona does not have a single one. The Coyotes do not have a 20-goal score. The Oilers have four. And then I looked at how many players in the NHL have scored 10 goals this season. There have been a lot. 260 players have at least 10 goals. That's almost 8.5 per team, 8.4 per team. Well, the Oilers only have 5. Arizona has 11. That's an amazing difference. Arizona has 11 guys who have hit double digits in goals. The Oilers only have 5. So I'm beating a dead horse, but more evidence of the Oilers' lack of scoring depth. Would you like to be a beer god? This is for the Edmonton International Beer Fest next weekend, the 22nd and 23rd. We're giving away to our Brewer False winner tonight at 780-496-0063 a pair of beer beer god passes. You will get VIP seating, VIP line entry. You get swag from the breweries and the exhibitors. You get entry into door prices. You get a lanyard. You get a sample mug. You get a T-shirt. All you have to do is call in, get a couple true or false questions right, and then go and drink beer next weekend. That sounds like a good deal. 780-496-0063. We'll line up the contestants and get right back to you. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 630 Chad. All right, it's pretty simple. Brew or false, true or false, basically. You have to get two out of the three right. We're giving somebody, the winner, a pair of Beer God passes for the festival next weekend. We have yet to uh, need a third question. You get two out of three. If you don't win today, we'll uh, give more uh, another pass uh, or two more passes away on Monday. So pretty simple. We're going to go to Mark on line two. Mark, those rules make sense? Yep, sure do. All right. Uh, so here we go. This I think this is a freebie. True or false, the Edmonton International Beer Fest is being held at the Edmonton Convention Center. True. Absolutely. Yes. Here's your other one. Okay. The Edmonton Eskimos beat the Calgary Stampeders in the 1993 Grey Cup. Mm -hmm. That's definitely going to be false. That is false. Do you remember who they played? Uh, I don't. I was 13 at the time. Okay. Well, the game was (laughs) in Calgary. Uh, and okay. they beat Winnipeg, who was in the East Division back in the day. I'm sure you remember that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Okay, Mark, do you enjoy a uh, beverage every once in a while? I sure do, yeah. Does this mean I'm a beer god? You are a beer god, and you get to make somebody else a god with you. That is awesome. (laughs) All right, so the festival's next weekend. Have you been following the fate of our Edmonton Oilers this season? Sadly, yes. (laughs) Well, it was very sad on Wednesday. Uh, What are you thinking for the final 12 games? Do you have a goal or an expectation that would make you happy at this point? Mm, you know what? Uh, part of me would be tickled pink if Toby Reader could score one goal. You know what? I I feel for the guy. I I can't imagine what that feels like. You know, yeah. like it's he might set a record for most shots on goal by a forward without scoring in a season. So I hope he gets one. Yeah, Mark, yeah, that's tough. Stay on the line. Okay, thank you. More Beer God passes, more Brewer False next week, Monday and Wednesday. So everybody's gone two for two so far with the questions, which is pretty cool. All right, we will update the NHL scoreboard when we get back. The Calgary Flames are in action against the New York Rangers. Well, I'll uh, give you this one right now. Flames have already gone up one nothing. Johnny Goudreau getting his 34th of the season. Plus, we will have Trey Fix-Wolanski on the show. The Oil King star signs his entry-level contract. With the Columbus Blue Jackets, we'll check in with the Pandas hockey team at PEI. And we have this week's 630 Chet MVP presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. Great story from the U of A. Golden Bears pole vaulter Spencer Allen, one of the tops in the country. And uh, he's... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's had some real challenges over the last few years, and he's fought through them all. All coming up, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630 Chet. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chet Inside Sports. Mark is our latest beer god. Gets the Beer God passes for the Edmonton International Beer Fest next weekend. Vic texting in, he says, I love listening to the Supreme Ruler read making gods of mere mortal followers. What a benevolent ruler. Well, is that not the best thing a ruler can do? Provide his people with beer? It's got to be up there. Praise be to Wilkie. That's incredible. That's blasphemous. It is Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. I hope your weekend is off to a great start. It's 7.34. We have the Oilers and the Coyotes on 6.30, Chad, tomorrow. 6.30 face-off show. The game will start at 8 o'clock. Joe Gambardella has been called up from the farm. 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and uh, the game is on TV. People have been asking me that. U of A versus U of S in the national semifinal. I know it's on it's on one of the Sportsnet channels, Kellen. I'm not sure which one. Right. But your TV guide will show you. I think it's on Sportsnet 360. But 1 o'clock, our time. 1 o'clock. So cool. you can watch in the afternoon. But you're not working the game tomorrow. No. No. Are I'm heading out to celebrate a friend's birthday tomorrow. But uh, I'll 
go bother the barkeep and be like, hey, turn on the Golden Bears game. They're playing. Good. Flyers and Maple Leafs 5-5 in the third. Late in the third, Columbus leading Carolina 2-0, even though the Hurricanes have a 45-19 advantage in shots on goal. Late second period, 1-1 Vegas and Dallas. Avalanche leading Anaheim 1-0 halfway through the first. Rangers and Flames 1-1, 15 minutes into the game. And coming up in about half an hour, it is the Devils and the Canucks. Lethbridge Hurricanes lead the Red Deer Rebels 2-1 in the first period. If Lethbridge were to lose, the Oil Kings would clinch first in their division, in the Central Division, though they can just do that on their own by beating Calgary either uh, tomorrow or Sunday. Tomorrow's home game, 2 o'clock at Rogers Place. The Oil Kings' top gun this season is Trey Fix-Wolanski, and he's just signed an entry-level contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Trey, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Doing very well. It's awesome to have you on the show, and congratulations today on signing your entry-level contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Tell me how you feel about this and then maybe how it came together. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty surreal moment right now, honestly. Um, can't really put it into words, the feeling, but... Um, you know, just very excited for the opportunity and um, just thankful for, for my friends and family and um, teammates, everyone who, who helped me get to this point so far. The, the timing of this with the Blue Jackets, was this something that had been in the works for, for a while that they, that they wanted to get this done this month or, or take us uh, behind the scenes a little bit to the negotiations? Well, um, actually, it was just my agent and uh, me kept in contact and... Um, um, just over time, I guess, talks kind of started heating up towards the end of the year. And um, on Wednesday, he kind of gave me the call and um, said they agreed to, to something. So um, got that finalized on Thursday. And then, um, yeah, here we are today. All right. Well, that's that's great news. So good for you with that. But we also want to talk about the short term here. Let me start here. Are, are you scoreboard watching tonight? Because you guys can wrap up first place in the division tonight, though you can also go out and win tomorrow if, if that doesn't happen. But are you watching the scoreboard uh, tonight between Lethbridge and, and Red Deer, or are you trying not to even worry about that? Um, I mean, obviously you want to you wanna keep an eye on that, but um, at this point I think we're, we're pretty set on um, just going out in the next two games and um, winning both of them so um, you know not really focused on any other team but ourselves you guys have won nine in a row Trey what's been clicking for you um, I think just everybody's um, pushing toward the same goal obviously um, we want to do all this year we want to um, go as far as we can and I think um, guys have taken a, a next step um, this year as the year went on um, just in practices and games workouts I think um, everybody's committed, and um, we all want to succeed. Home and home against Calgary to wrap up the season. What are some of the things you guys want to focus on here? I mean, I mentioned there's the possibility where you might need to win to nail down first in the division, but what are some of the, the keys you guys want to pay attention to against the Hitman? Um, just focusing uh, on our game and our, our game plan. Um, I think we, we've had a good game plan set. Um during the games in our last little run here. So, um, you know, just playing that same way and um, getting contributions from all four lines, all 60, and um, whoever's kicking the net. Trey, in, in terms of your season, you, you, you reached a milestone for the Oil Kings. You have a new single-season record in assists. 
for your career. You have 200 regular season points with the Oil Kings. And, you know, obviously the Oil Kings had a, had a great era where, you know, they went to league finals, they won a Memorial Cup, and I know you're hoping to start a new one this season. But have you thought about where you kind of rank in, in team history and that you are having one of the best seasons in the history of the team? Does that click with you at all? And, and if so, how do you process that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've had very successful teams here before, as many people know. But, um, you know, you can't really think about the past. It's all about the present and the future. So um, we're just focused on ourselves right now, focused on on the team we are and um, the game we can play. And then um, obviously having younger guys, too, they're going to be able to to carry that over into the next couple of years. So um, if we have a successful year this year like we're having, then, um, you know, guys are going to know how to win as we go forward. Were you watching those those teams during that run? Were you watching the Lazars and the Reinhardts and the Brassois and the St. Quas? I can go, oh, go go on and on, and you know now you've been wearing that jersey? Yeah, growing up, I mean, um, going to a lot of the games and then um, the playoff games and watching the Memorial Cup games on TV too. Um, you know, they had great players and um, great teams, but... Um, yeah, like I said, we're not we're not focused on those past teams. We're we're more fo- more focused on ourselves and um, what we have to do this year to to succeed and hopefully win. All right, Trey. Well, it's an exciting time for you with the points, with the entry level contract, and obviously for the team. You've won nine in a row with the playoffs coming up. Of course, we're going to be following you guys close. Thanks for making time for us on Inside Sports. Continued success, Trey. Thank you very much for having me. Great stuff there. Trey Fix Wolanski of your Edmonton Oil Kings amazing season signs his entry-level contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So the Oil Kings host Calgary tomorrow at Calgary on Sunday to close out their regular season. Not quite sure yet who they are going to play in the playoffs. Quick update, Players' Championship in Florida. Tommy Fleetwood and Rory McIlroy tied for the lead. They're 12 under par, three-shot lead over a group of four golfers that includes Jim Furyk. Tiger Woods, three under for the tournament. Had some trouble today. Did you see what happened, Kellen? I did not, no. Woods, you know the iconic 17th hole, the Island Green? Into the water yeah. twice. Took a seven. Ooh. That's not what you want to do there. It can happen to anybody. Even Tiger. But Woods did make the cut. Fleetwood and McElroy tied for the lead, 12 under par. You can text 630-630, our phone number is 780-496-0063. Now, full disclosure here, because of the, the time change, I taped this interview this afternoon. So because of that, I couldn't ask Alex Poznikoff from the Pandas hockey team about their next opponent because the game hadn't ended yet. The Pandas won their national quarterfinal, and like the Golden Bears, they're the number one seed going in. The Pandas beat Toronto 3-2. Poznikov scored twice. They are going to play at uh, 4 o'clock tomorrow. McGill in the national semifinal. McGill pounded St. Thomas 10-2 in their quarterfinal today. But Alex Poznikoff, excellent player for the Pandas, and she won Player of the Year. Alex, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. Great to have you on the show, and congratulations on the win today, 3-2 over Toronto to kick off Nationals. You had a couple goals. Take us through this game, Alex. Uh, well, it was a pretty physical game, actually. We played at uh, University of Toronto, and uh, it was really back and forth. Shots were pretty even, and we were up 2 nothing at one point, and they came back, and it was ended up being 3-2, so it was right down to the final buzzer. 
Well, you probably expect that, though. I, I assume you're going into this tournament expecting close games, given the caliber of the of the teams involved, and and a lot of your games have been fairly low scoring this season. Oh yeah, every every team here. I mean, it's top eight in the country, and so they have one small mistake, every team kind of capitalize on it. So you have to bring your best game every time. Okay. Exciting week for you as well. You were named the National Player of the Year for U Sports Women's Hockey. Tell us about getting that honor and your reaction to it. Oh, I mean, it, it was an incredible honor. I mean, you look at all the, the players in the, in the league, and there's just so much talent. I don't even know how they how they pick a player. So I was, I was very grateful to be picked for that. What have some of your teammates said to you about winning the award? Oh, my, my team has been so supportive. I mean, I wouldn't have been there without them, and they they were so excited for me. I mean, we kind of looked at it as another team win, so that's pretty exciting. Okay. Uh, you're in PEI, obviously, for the national tournament. Uh, what's the uh, what's the hype and the, and the coverage surrounding the tournament out there? Oh, it's been crazy all down the streets. There's downers with the sports, and uh, the games are packed because all the locals have come out and the parents and so, yeah, it's been pretty incredible down here. All right. Uh, as now you get ready for a game tomorrow, uh, what are some of the keys here towards uh, rest and recovery? How are you going to spend the, the rest of the day? Uh, we're just kind of relaxing now. It's around 8 here, so going to probably hit the hay pretty soon, and the girls are going to get up. And I don't think we play till 7 tomorrow, so it will have some time to rest during the day, which is nice. Okay, Alex. Well, congratulations on the win. Thanks for fitting me in. Another good game for you as well. Really appreciate it. And grab the gold this weekend. Perfect. Thank you. So that's Alex Posnikoff. Now probably fast asleep. We did that interview this afternoon because of the uh, three-hour time difference between here and PEI. So Golden Bears hockey, Saskatchewan tomorrow, Pandas hockey, McGill tomorrow, both in national semifinals. Austin Matthew, oh, and the Leafs, uh, Austin Matthews now with two. He just got another one. It was 5-2 Philadelphia in the second period. Now with two and a half minutes left in the third, the Maple Leafs lead the Flyers 7-5. The shots are 51-26 for Toronto. So like the other night against Chicago, they fall behind. Couldn't quite get over the hump against the Blackhawks, but they do come back and they now lead the Flyers 7-5 late in the third. Calgary and the Rangers 1-1 last minute of the first period. We will meet this week's 6.30 Ched MVP when we get back. You're listening to 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Time for the 630 Shed MVP presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. This athlete also featured on Global News this past Tuesday. You can get the video in the MVP section on 630Shed.com. The MVP gets Under Armour Apparel, courtesy Elite Promotional Marketing. My name is Reed Wilkins, and I'm pleased to welcome U of A Golden Bears pole vaulter Spencer Allen to Inside Sports. Spencer, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing, Reed? I'm doing very well. Thanks for making time to talk to me. And congratulations on being this week's MVP. So your season, Canada West Gold and then Silver U Sports Nationals, is that how it went? Yeah, that's correct. Pretty good. I mean, did you have high expectations going in? Uh, What did you think heading into the year? Yeah, um, I was coming off a little bit of a shoulder injury from last year. So um, I was hoping I could kind of maintain things this year and um, progress things a little bit slower, but still 
still finished strong. So um, overall, I was really happy with, with things, how things went. Well, and I've always found pole vaulting to be one of the most uh, amazing sports in track and field, Spencer. I mean, it's been a long time since uh, I was in high school, but I remember, you know, when we would do track and field in the in the in the spring, you know, you might have 30 kids in a class and there'd be like two guys in the class who could actually pole vault. Like it's it's so difficult. Like how do you describe the the technical requirements and the athletic ability needed to be a good pole vaulter? Yeah, it, it definitely takes a, a long time to develop those skills. Um, and, you know, a big uh, component is the speed, um, strength, and sort of awareness to be able to translate that um, that energy into the pole and then from the pole into you uh, to go over the bar. So quite a few components that are, that are needed in the event. When did you pick it up? How old were you? Um, I think I was in about grade 9 or 10. So early, early high school, I started training and competing for the first time. So what's your personal best in terms of a height cleared? Um, last year, I jumped 5.46 meters. Five so that's over 15 feet about? Yeah, yeah, over um, over 17. Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, to, to me... I mean, I know now you do it every day, but was when you first learning it, was it a mental herder, hurdle and a trust that you can actually get the power and the speed to per, to propel yourself that high in the air? Absolutely. And, you know, when you start out, you usually start really low on the pole. So the, the difficulty is a lot lower um, than when, when you get, you know, going a little bit faster. But um, it's, it's still, it freaked me out a lot, to be honest. So, How long um, is the pole that you use? Is, like, is there a standard length? Yeah, um, the poles vary quite a bit in their length and in the uh, how thick they are as well. So as as you start to put in more energy, um, you'll move up bigger and bigger poles. So uh, the ones I'm on right now are about 16 feet long. Okay, so you have to, depending on the height you're jumping, that's the extra challenge in pole vault. Once you get your body over, you're not free and clear. you got to make sure the pole does you got to push that pole away while you're going the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as, as you get um, jumping higher and higher, the, the hope is that you're jumping higher than the top of the pole. So hopefully the pole's underneath the bar by the time you're, you know, into that collegiate level and and uh, international level. So, Spencer, how old are you now? Uh, 25 now. And what year of school are you in? I'm just finishing up my, oh boy, it's, it's been uh, quite a few years, but in my last year of my undergrad. Okay. Well, yeah. and part of your story is you mentioned the shoulder injury, but you have had some some health issues. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the battles with testicular cancer because you've had some real challenges here? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I was just coming out of high school, I, I guess it would have been about seventeen. Uh, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer, and uh, so that year I I had a surgery to remove the uh, tumor and. Everything everything had looked pretty good, and just about one year, not quite one year um, after that, uh, the cancer had come back um, in my abdomen. So uh, I started chemotherapy that year, and uh, again, things looked really good, almost uh, to that eager point when, when it looked like there was indication that it had come back a third time. So uh, at that point, I had one last surgery, um, and it was kind of the kind of second last hope for things. I 
I would have had to go on a high dose chemotherapy after that. But um, the surgery did the trick, and uh, I've been over five years clear at this point. Wow, that's awesome to hear. Good for you, and and you had yeah, a great season. So now, do you do any uh, outdoor stuff? What's next if you're a university uh, track and field athlete? Yeah, so for a lot of university athletes, uh, there'll be a bit of a transition period into outdoors. So um, usually a short break. I, I have this week off training myself, and then um, next week we'll start gearing up for outdoors. So unfortunately, it's not warm enough to be physically outdoors right now, but. Um, kind of progressing and working into things for, for when it does warm up here. All right. Well, I'll be keeping an eye on you, Spencer. Great season for you. Again, Canada West gold and then silver at Nationals, and, and you've, you've toughed out a lot of battles as well. So good for you. Hope we can talk again. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Reed. That is Spencer Allen, Golden Bears pole vaulter, and he's this week's 630 Chet MVP presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. So the Maple Leafs beat the Flyers 7-6. Now a final from Toronto. The Blue Jackets shut out the Hurricanes 3-zip. After 2, Vegas and Dallas 1-1. The Avalanche lead the Ducks 2-0 after the first. Rangers and Flames 1-1 after 1. Devils and Canucks will face off in a few minutes. Tomorrow, right here on 630 Chet, 6-30 face-off show, game at 8. We have the Oilers against the Coyotes, same times for the Oilers in Vegas on Sunday night. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. Our studio producer is the one and only Kellen Kennedy. You can always get more on 630chet.com. My name is Reed Wilkins. Hope your weekend is off to a great start. I'll talk to you during the Oilers broadcast tomorrow. Take care. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.